All right. So, uh, so hello, everybody, and welcome to Patriots Talk with Laura and Ben and every Tuesday via podcast or via Zoom. Ben and I will be talking Patriots football, and, and we'll be bringing everybody news and notes around the Patriots every Tuesday. And also, and also we will be, we'll be having shows every Tuesday to get you ready for the 2020 NFL season. And when the 2020 NFL season begins, then we will start doing our weeks, weekly previews for the Patriots for, from weeks one to from weeks one to onward. And also, and we'll go from there. So Ben and Ben, welcome to the show and welcome to the podcast family and look forward to having you do uh, Patriot shows with me every Tuesday. Yeah. Thanks Ben for having me. And, uh, Looking forward to uh, doing uh, Patriots uh, podcast shows with you, and uh, uh, looking forward to uh, the upcoming season. It's going to be a great. It should be an interesting season. So let's start off with uh, your thoughts, and I'll tell you my thoughts about Tom Brady leaving the New England Patriots. Although there were rumors about Tom Brady leaving the New England Patriots, just because you know that he was demanding for receiver help, and he did not get that. After during this during the offseason, everybody thought that this was his final home game as a Patriot against Tennessee in the playoffs last year. But I didn't think he de- it de- he deserved to end that that se- end his season that way. So Ben, tell me your thoughts on that. Yeah, so um, I think Tom Brady obviously he's been my quarterback for um, my whole year, my whole uh, my whole life, um, and he. He's basically um, been the definition of what a true patriot is. Um, he does stuff not only on the field but off the field. Uh, he's had great love and respect for all his teammates with Robert Kraft, the owner, and Bill Belichick, the head coach, and with Josh McDaniels, the offensive coordinator. Um, he has done a lot of stuff off the field with the Best Buddies program in Massachusetts. He's done a lot of stuff with Mass, like community stuff in Massachusetts. Um, and uh, he's posted a lot of love on social media ever since he left the team. Uh, he even showed some love to uh, Devin McCourty, who was honored for something um, regarding the uh, the uh, social uh, racial injustice um, tonight. So it just comes to show how much of a leader Tom was. And, um, you know, he wanted to get weapons. And he gets the chance to have a new challenge, like he put in his uh, Players' Tribune. He gets to go to Tampa Bay, a new setting, a new uh, place. Um, so as a Western California kid, he went to Michigan. He now he went to from West Coast, East Coast, um, and Northeast. Now he gets to go stay on the East Coast, go down South um, to Tampa Bay, and he gets to play with Bruce Arians, the head coach there for two years, and play with Chris God and Mike Evans, old friend Rob Gronkowski and uh, some other players down in Tampa. So even though uh, Tom is not with us anymore, I'm wishing the best of luck always. I wish Tom Brady the absolute best in Tampa Bay, and I really want to see him succeed with the Buccaneers, as you know. Tom Brady is always going to be a patriot in my heart. He's the GOAT, and I appreciate what he has done for the city of Massachusetts and Boston and New England. And I really think he's been an inspiration to me, but also to every single Patriot fan out there that loves the New England Patriots. And also, I really do appreciate the way he played the game. I admired the way he made his teammates better. And I really think that he earned a lot of players' respect when he was a New England during his time with the New England Patriots for 20 years. And you might agree with me on this. I think. Tom Brady just knows how to work hard, and I think he is going to be—he's going to be a no doubt first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback. Whenever he, whenever it's his first year of eligibility, he'll get in in his first year of eligibility. I have no doubt about that. Oh, I—I I have no doubt either. I mean, he—he's done all what it takes to from Super Bowl titles to AFC East titles to uh, division championships, uh, AFC East titles. Um, to conference championships, um, to Super Bowl comeback, heroic uh, games, um, you name it. Um, he, he's definitely going to be honored. He's going to sign up one day, my projection, in a couple years, he's going to sign a one-day uh, contract back to New, to New England. 
get a retirement, go to the Patriots Hall of Fame. Like, you know, they're ready to, um, you know, pretty soon. And uh, send him up to the Hall of Fame in Canton. And uh, that'll be him, I think, for years to come. But obviously, wishing the best of luck in Tampa Bay. Um, doesn't have many more years left, um, you know, just from seeing the last couple of years. I mean, he's still playing at a high level, and I think he will. Um, and his Howard, in the Howard Stern show, um, he said that he, he, he uh, respects the way that Bill Belichick is going to approach the future. And I know we're going to talk about Jared Stidham in a little bit, but, um, you know, Brady knew for a time that, you know, his time is up in New England for 20 years, but he was grateful and he can definitely look back after his career is done and, you know, really say, you know, say how much he enjoyed his time here. And I think he's going to have a documentary series um, next year um, to talk, kind of talk about his whole life and his career as a Patriot. So um, obviously he's just, just been a great icon and idol for me. So, Tom Brady is kind of like, if you look at it, for example, to me, he's like the Kobe Bryant and the Michael Jordan of football. And mm-hmm. I think that Tom Brady, to me, when he retires, I think he's going to sign a one-day contract to be uh, to retire as a member of the New England Patriots. But now, what do you think Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski bring to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Also known as, and some people trademark this, the Tom the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, or I call it the Tampa Bay Gronkineers. <laughs> um, I think uh, I think they're gonna have a lot of fun down in Tampa. Um, Bruce Arians, their offensive system, uh, they uh, they do a lot of different uh, downfield passing. Something that Brady um, was accustomed at times. I know with Randy Moss, they did a lot of deep passing, but. Overall, Brady, for the most part, with the intermediate routes, about, you know, seven to ten yards, work up the field. But for Tampa Bay, um, deep threats like on Mike Evans or Chris Godwin, a vertical threat deep and uh, threat in Rob Gronkowski. They're going to have a lot of fun down there. Um, they're playing with the big division with uh, Drew Brees and the Saints. They're still down there. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater at Carolina. So, um they're going to have a fun division. Um, hopefully the, the Bucks uh, have a great year because they had just been not a relevant team for so long. And hopefully Brady and Gronk can kind of get them uh, started with some uh, relevancy um, for their franchise for uh, years to come. Yeah. I, I mean, the thing is, I think Brady will probably play at least three years in Tampa Bay. I don't want to predict that. It's going to depend on it. It's up to him. I think Gronk so- – so he's he's going to only be there for two years. Um, he has a no uh, extension clause. Um, so basically, after his two years, he he's going to be somewhere else, um, back either back in New England, back you know retirement. Um, but he's two years is his contract um, for like fifty mil, and then after, who knows what's going to happen? So yeah, who knows what's going to happen after that? But. But, but speaking of which, when I get Madden 21, I'll for sure be playing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just because of Tom Brady and Gronk and, of course, the new-look Patriots as well. So let's, mm-hmm. talk, let's talk about Jared Stidham. And as you th- and, and you and I kind of talked about this before our show today, is do you think Jared Stidham is ready to take over the reins as the Patriots' starting quarterback? I know, it's, I know that it's, he has some shoes to fill when it comes to replacing Tom Brady as the Patriots' starting quarterback. But I think he can handle it. Um, so, to answer your question, I'm looking forward to Stidham. Um, hopefully, he'll get the starting role. I know that they brought in Brian Hoyer back, who's been with the system for a couple uh, times already, um, to fill in a knee if Stidham isn't ready. But I think Stidham will be ready, but I think it's going to take him a while. Um, but you the- think he's the week one starter? I do think Stidham will be the week one starter um, by the end of this. Um, but I do think that he, he's going to have to prove to others that he can take the job in training camp. I know Bill Belichick spoke very highly of Stid in the offseason. He's obviously worked with Brady, like Hoyer has, um, and he had some great years in uh, Auburn. Um, I, think his biggest deci- I think his biggest factor for years to come is going to be his decision-making, making the right reads um, out there. Um, and uh, I think that um, – 
the way the way that he connects with his receivers um, that that uh, that pretty much are going to be the same as last year. Julian Edelman, uh, Mohamed Sanu, uh, Nikhil Harry, Jacoby Myers, um, Devin Asiasi now, and Dalton Keene as draft picks at tight end. And then they have Ryan Izzo, Matt Lacoste still from last year. Um, and then they also had a Marquise Lee, who might be a uh, cut uh, candidate at that camp, but he could be kind of an upcoming player. And then Demary uh, Bird, from, who they got from Arizona, who could be a Philip Dorsett type. Um, so they have a lot in there um, for Jared Stidham to work with, I think, uh, for younger guys and some veteranship and Edelman. So I'm looking forward to Stidham. I do think he has an opportunity ahead of him, and I think he'll take the uh, advantage of it. I think so, too. But you, but you, but you and I are on the same page about Jarrett Stidham being the Patriots' Week One starter and going forward. Yes, I do. I do think. I do think um, he is. Um, they would have probably got somebody in the draft. Um, well, I mean, they got somebody in the undrafted class, but like the draft class, or the Drake from uh, uh, Jalen Hurts. It's not about Jordan Love. I like Jordan Love, but now he's at Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if. You know, it would have been more of a question if they kind of got one of those guys kind of earlier, uh, you know, with the team. But they they hold they held on, and it was obviously to me that was good news for Stidham. And uh, I think he's going to be ready to go, and uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. So also, if you look at the Patriots right now, you know, let's talk about their draft grade. I think I give them an, a solid B in this one, just because. I like what they did in the draft, but I'm more ex- I, I'm excited about uh, what's his face, who I, I who I can't wait to be a part of this Patriots team. I think it's going to be amazing. Is Kyle Duggar? I'm, I'm like, is he like this going to be the next Malcolm Butler on the Patriots? Because the Patriots drafted Malcolm Butler in a Division two school, mm-hmm. and Kyle Duggar came from a Division two school. I've seen this kid's highlight tape, and he has good. He can he knows how to cover people, and I think. He's definitely going to be some someone that the Patriots should be very excited about in their future. Yeah, so um, I give them a solid B as well. I think they address the tight end um, position that they needed that struggled mightily um, ever since Gronk left. They haven't really addressed that position. Um, the linebacking core, um, I know Dante Hightower is still there, but obviously he's not the same um, at the at the end of his career. Um, so they wanted to address uh, faster. Um, speed at, at the linebacking position, especially, um, and address that. And they did with Josh Uche, who played with Chase Winovich at Michigan. And Winovich got a lot of time um, and sub packages last year, especially on third down and lots of the rushing um, on third downs. And also, he played a vital role in special teams. He had that um, punt block for a touchdown against the Giants last year. So I do think uh, I really see Uche kind of doing the same exact role as Winovich's first year, getting some play, getting some time. I think he will. Um, and that's, that's one of the guys I really liked the most that they got was Josh Uche. Um, I also think the Asiasi Keen um, picks were uh, pretty interesting. Um, going back to back rounds. Um, Asiasi, I think is going to give them more of like, uh, a, a true veteran um, can block. Um, I think maybe a comp can maybe be like a Martell. Um, Dalton Keene, on the other hand, um, is going to be, you know, he's a tight end, but he's mainly a blocker, kind of like a fullback. Um, he, they move him around a lot and they give him a lot of screen passes. So um, I like that. Um, those picks for sure. Another guy that I'm looking forward to, if he gets a chance, uh, and it's also a big thing for Edelman is Will Hastings. Um, they got him in the undrafted class. He's a wide receiver. Um, he played at Auburn with Jared Stidham, and he does a lot of what Edelman does. So if Edelman, uh, he only probably has one or two years left on his contract. If Hastings gets the opportunity to make some noise, at least in training camp, do some things with Stidham, I think the coaching staff is going to look at it and say the fact that, wow, we might have something here. Um, so I think that um, Hastings might be a guy to look out for, despite that he came on the undrafted class. Absolutely. Well, Hastings could be the next Julian Edelman, but I have to see it on the field first when we watch preseason games. I think this is going to be a preseason for me to watch, even though I know preseason football is not my – it's something I have to pay attention to this year because I want to see a lot of Jarrett Stenham this year. 
Mm-hmm. Right. So, so obviously, if you look at the Patriots and in their off season, I kind of think their off season was a C, if you know, just because mm-hmm. I felt like that there were guys that I felt like that we could have kept, but also. I'm also very excited about the, the youthful guys that I think are going to be great. Like Adrian Phillips is a guy that I really think is going to come in right away and do a good job. He could be like that next Rodney Harrison player from coming from the Chargers to join the Patriots. Also, yeah. another guy I'm excited about on the Patriots, I think is going to be a very – with I'm with you on Josh Uche. I think Josh Uche and Chase Winovich are going to be a great complement together. They're going to play on the outside. And I think you're going to make room for what's-his-face. Like, I I still envision Derek Rivers as a starter, but I think he might have lost his job to maybe John Simon. Mm-hmm. Or or I'm, th- I'm talking – I'm also thinking about the guy that uh, – that or or he might have lost it to Anna Free Jennings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Fernie Jennings was another pick um, that the Patriots looked at that I think could be a comp of potentially what Kyle Van Noy gave him, um, a cover linebacking core um, that they're going to miss uh, this year for sure. Um, I'll miss. Uh, speaking of Kyle Van Noy, I'm going to miss him in New England. I really think he should have stayed. Yeah, well, so this was my offseason for the Patriots. I'm going to give him a B. Um, they, they kept Devin McCourty. Um, they kept Jason McCourty around. They kept Matt Slater around. They franchise tagged Joe Tooney, which I think was big because you don't know the health on their offensive line with Andrews and uh, Wynn being banged up uh, for the last couple of years. They got Tamir Bird, I think could maybe be a Philip Dorsett better type. Um, he has some speed on the outside. Uh, they got Cody Davis from the Jacksonville Jaguars for special teams. They got Danny Vitell. Um, the loss of James Devlin due to retirement, I think, has really been an X factor. I don't think many people realize in New England how vital James Devlin was uh, to this team, especially in the running game, uh, a place where Sonny Michelle needed it, a starting running back that needs the fullback help, especially from what I've seen. Um, so they got Danny Vitell at fullback, hopefully to help. I mean, it's going to be hard to replace James Devlin, but maybe Danny Vitell can give him some uh, push at the fullbacking core. Obviously, the absolutely. He can. Yeah. Uh, Bo Allen and Adrian Phillips are other guys. And obviously they brought back Brian Hoyer. They got Brandon Copeland. So, and they got Marquis Lee. So, so you think Brian Hoyer is going to be the backup quarterback to Jared Stidham? Yes, absolutely. I think so too. I think Brian Hoyer is a great backup. He just wasn't a good starter though. Um, and so the players to leave, um, I wrote them down. Uh, obviously Brady lost the left to the box for two years, 15 mil. Gronk left, um, came out of retirement, traded for a fourth-round pick. Danny Shelton went to the Lions for a two-year eight mil. Uh, Kyle Van Noy went to the Dolphins for four-year 51 mil. I do believe Kyle Van Noy was going to be on the move. He's just going to get over – he's just going to get paid more uh, to where the Patriots were. The Patriots cap is also really, really low, so they just kind of keep him around. They had to make some un- unfortunate moves um, for sure. Philip Dorsett um, – Went to the Seahawks for one year. Um, Dorsett was saying last year how he probably should have gotten moved last year. Um, now he has a chance to do, go to Seattle. Um, the other place that he was at besides the Patriots was the Colts. Um, Ebner, Nate Ebner from the Giants, a special teamer who now gets to play with Joe Judge, who was a special teams coach for the um, Patriots. Who? Um, Which player you're saying again? Who's going to play with Joe Judge? Uh, Nate Ebner. Um, so- oh, Yeah. Yep, so he gets to go to the Giants for one year where judges, Joe Judge is now the head coach. So I, I like that move a lot for Ebner. Um, wish him the best of luck. Jamie Collins is going to the Lions for three years, 30 mil. Uh, Deron Harmon is a big loss, I think. I call him the closer because he made a lot of big-time um, interceptions in games. Um, and he just, he just fills the void a lot. And uh, kind of another piece. Another guy the Patriots brought back was Pat Sean. Um, I, I, yes, they needed to keep Patrick Chung, but I also want to allude to Jaron Harmon. Mm-hmm. I really agree with you that he was he was a guy that made big plays at the end of game to make sure that we would win. And I felt like that I was so displeased that the Patriots let go Jaron Harmon. He was such a he was a valuable asset to have on the on our back on the back end of the defense. But 
I'm just happy for Gerard Harmon that he gets to reunite with former Patriot Matt Patricia, who I also loved when he was on Bill Belichick's staff. Yeah, so I first I first said um, that I was going to give this offseason grade a B, but I'm going to give it a C, I think, like you said. Um, but something that I do want to say that I congratulate that was – that's not a current Patriot or not a current NFL player, uh, Richard Seymour. Uh, got uh, elected into the Patriots Hall of Fame. So I just I put that down. Want to congratulate Richard and what he's what he meant as a Patriot for sure. He definitely deserved to be elected um, this year. He deserved it. I mean, Richard Seymour was the was a big part of what the Patriots did in their Super Bowl runs. Mm-hmm. And I think that Richard Seymour will always be a Patriot in my heart. Felt like the Patriots and not traded him to Oakland. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, he played. But there's other guys that I think will be coming up next at the Patriots Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. I want to see Vince Wilfork in there. Oh boy, I sure love him. I love, I love Vince to death too. The guy, the the man that always stopped the run. Oh, uh, he's just he's just a big body with a lot of beef in him, and he just the heart and soul of the Patriots defense. Oh, for sure. That's what I call Vince Wilfork. Oh yeah, definitely. He he was definitely one of my favorites. So. Another guy that is leaving the Patriots um, who um, unfortunately um, had a pretty good career um, and he, he didn't get to finish off his season last year due to injury was Steven Goskowski. Um, he is going to be – well, he's, he's pretty much released. Nobody's picked him up. He's, he's expressed saying that he still wants to play, so I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, the Patriots, I think Nick Folk is still out there on the market. I think the- No, the Patriots drafted a kicker. That's right. They got uh, Justin uh, Rowwater, who the incident with this tattoo is from Marshall. But I yeah, know, I think he should be good. He I, could, he could definitely be a good kicker. I'm not sure though if if he'll be our main kicker. I think Folk maybe can be our other one and give him like competition. But um, I was uh, in terms of the draft, I was kind of uh, surprised about that pick. Um, but I kind of we needed to draft a kicker, so that's why I think Justin Warshauser will be our main kicker. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I kind of realized once Goskowski left, um, that maybe in the draft they might look at something uh, that kicker, and they then they did. So, so I think Warshauser will be our main kicker, and then our punter will still be Jake Bailey. Yep. Yeah, Jake Bailey. Well, I like I like Jake Bailey. He's got a good leg. Yeah, yeah. He. Uh... He replaced Ryan Allen, who Ryan Allen's a very – Oh, I miss Ryan Allen. I love left-footed punters. Ryan Allen was a very underrated uh, Patriot. He he was a pretty much the big star in the Super Bowl against the, the Rams because he had a lot of the inside the uh, 20 punts um, uh, that he had and uh, it really created an advantage for the Patriots defense, who was superb, obviously, that game. Uh, to pretty much prevent the high-powered offense to drive all the way down the field, which the Rams never really got the chance to. Um, I don't even know if they might have broken the 50-yard line during the game maybe once or twice. But besides that, uh, because of Ryan Allen, I mean, he was a big factor why, uh, you know, the game was standing as it was. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, also, let's talk about heading into the 2020 season. Who do you think will be breaking out in 2020? A player that I want to choose both on offense and defense that had bad years last year that I think is going to be a big part of this team's success in 2020. I'm going to start on offense because I'm an offensive-minded fan when it comes to football because I love elite offenses. I think my offensive breakout player will be – he's a guy that we drafted last year in the first round, and I think he had he was hurt last year. Didn't have such a good year just because he was just starting to come back and learn the offense. But I think he's going to be really good. I think he's going to be a star. That's Nikhil Harry. Yeah, so I did uh, two players, actually. Um, I had Nikhil Harry, and I had Jacoby Myers. Um, I just Jacoby Myers, I think, is going to be a stud, too. I, I, think, uh, I think both of them uh, are young players. They're going to adapt to a quarterback that's young. Um, Brady, overall, with a lot of the younger players, um, his age – um, I think they, I think Brady appreciated them, but um, he didn't want to trim down the offense to the level of a guy, maybe like a Jared Stidham, a younger type guy that could teach the offense. And you saw that even though it was a preseason, that there was some type of connection between Stidham with Harry and Myers than what the connection was with Brady. Because uh, Brady obviously still had Edelman and, and he had White, who is still there now, but those are pretty much the guys that he looked at. You know, if they – 
Obviously, I added it. <clears throat> excuse me. They added Antonio Brown for a game, which obviously <laughs> didn't work out great. But I mean, he did some good things in that um, game. He did play in, and then they added Muhammad Sanu. So they wanted to add more uh, pieces around because part of Brady was that he wasn't uh, too high on uh, the rookies are, uh, you know, right away, but he thinks that they're going to, he thinks that they're going to work and keep doing really well. I mean, he Brady went to social media on the kill Harry's and Myers and pretty much saying that you guys have great careers ahead of you guys. And you know, I'm ready for you guys to keep pushing, but I think overall with Stidham being a younger guy, I think he will help them become breakout players this year. You mean, you, you mean Stidham would help, help, uh, Nikhil Harry and Jacoby Myers become the team's breakout stars. Correct, yeah. Uh, yeah, Stidham. Yep. Let's switch to the defensive side of the ball. My defensive breakout player of the year for the Patriots in 2020. This guy is like our Clay Matthews. Mm-hmm. And I was so excited about him ever since last year began. I loved what he did last year. I felt like he needs to work on his consistency. But I feel like that this guy has a bright future ahead and being a big part of what the Patriots do in the future years, and that is Chase Winovich. Yeah, so Chase Winovich was a great guy that I like the Patriots getting, drafting. Um, he has a big uh, edge to him. He's a funny guy off the field, so his character is great. Um, and now with him having a second year under his belt, um, usually, you know, the first year, you know, the guys that get drafted kind of get their feet wet, kind of see what the – Pros are like compared to the college, obviously, with that being a lot different. But now with Winovich, I'm um, getting the second year, um, getting a lot of a pretty good amount of snaps in his first year as a rookie. I, I do see a big leap from him. So I like that pick a lot. My defense. Yeah, I see a big leap in Chase Winovich for sure. But what were you going to allude to? So I was going to say my defensive breakout player of the year, and this is a guy in the secondary that um, I think can really – make a lot of headway for years to come, and that's J.C. Jackson. Um, Ooh, that's, a, that's not a bad pick. I mean, J.C. Jackson is a six-foot-one corner. He's not very tall, though. Mm-hmm. But I really think that he's going to be something special. I, I picked J.C. Jackson because Patrick Chung, Devin McCourty, uh, and Jason McCourty, they're getting up there in age. And the Patriots, obviously, they got Duggar. They don't know much about what he's going to bring, but uh, Jason Jackson's been with the team. I think he's now going into his third season, so he knows a good amount of the defense, and he's still pretty young, and he made a lot of critical big plays. I mean, uh, at the game I was at last year against the Buffalo Bills, he made that fourth down uh, stop on Cole Beasley in the back of the end zone that prevented them from tying the game, and that was just kind of a play that I was like, okay, I could see something with him. I mean, he brings a lot of energy. He brings a lot of heart. And so that's who I see as my breakout player of the year for this season. Okay. So with that being said here, uh, so with that being said here, so let's talk, let's, let's talk, let's talk about, here's a question I have for you. Uh, mm-hmm. A question I have for you is it's an NFC, what NFC South question. Yep. Uh, the NFC, the NFC South question I have is, do you think the NFC South will be decided on the last day of the 2020 NFL season between the Saints and the Buccaneers? That's a good question. Um, huh. I'm going to say no. Um, I... I do think it's going to take a while for Brady's Bucks to get going and gel. Um, I know for a fact that Drew Brees has been with the team for very long, like Brady kind of was with the uh, Patriots. Um, I think it's going to take a while to have them click. Um, I know when Patriots years with Brady, um, September and, you know, kind of the beginning part of the season's, uh, you know, speaking besides last year, because last year you kind of had a pretty good start, you know, due to the comp, you know, due to the competition. But usually, they kind of start with slow starts, even with Brady there. And then once it gets to the time and it matters, there's nobody else I want out there but Brady. And I think that Drew Brees and the Saints, um, probably, I'm still picking them to win the division. Who New New England, New Orleans, or the Buccaneers? Uh the Saints. Me too. I'm, I'm, I'm still, 
I'm going to say same here because the Saints are still the better team in that division. Yeah, yeah. But um, to answer your question, no, because I just think that – I think the Bucks will be um, kind of on the edge of a, a wild card to a division, like, winner. Um, but I think solidified winner in that division is the Saints, and they have more of the right to make a deeper push just because they have the better team. I agree. I have to be real here, but I'm just the reason why I asked that's because I want drama in the NFC South because now mm-hmm. that this this quarterback thing is kind of kind of what you would call this stacked with Brady and Breeze and Bridgewater and and also Matt Ryan. I kind of want drama on who wins the NFC South. Right. Yep. Now that Tom Brady is on board. Correct. So that's that's the question I had to get out there. Another question that I have for you is which Patriot current former Patriot assistant can be a successful head coach. Is it Bill O'Brien? Is it Matt Patricia, Mm -hmm. Joe judge or Brian Flores? I'm going to pick, I'm going to go with two guys, Matt Patricia and Brian Flores. Sorry. What was your question to repeat? Who, which former Patriot assistant can be a successful head coach in the NFL? Good question. I'm going to, and I said and the choices are Bill O'Brien, who's with Houston, mm-hmm. Mike Vrabel with Tennessee. I didn't want to forget about him. Matt Patricia, yep. Brian Flores, or Joe Judge. But I'm going to pick three guys. Brian Flores, Matt Patricia, and Mike Vrabel. Okay. I'm going to go with uh, Vrabel um, and Brian Flores. Um, I think that Flores is creating a good culture down in Miami. They have they got a lot of good draft picks. Obviously, getting too well, but they got a lot of help uh, there um, down in Miami. Uh, t- Titans obviously they came into New England. They won, uh, which wasn't expected. They came into Baltimore, pretty much the highest powered offense in the league, and they won. And it just that that credits to Vrabel and and their coaching staff there. Um, so for a guy that pretty much almost got a Titans team that nobody expected to not even make the playoffs, but let alone almost the Super Bowl. Um, you just got to give the, the edge in terms of the fact that Vrabel has that uh, championship potential uh, tangibles in him as a coach um, down the line to maybe even make a potential Super Bowl for that Titans team. You're absolutely right about that, Ben, but there, I have my thoughts on Mike Vrabel. I think, Speaking of the Titans, when it comes to who pick who I have picking to win each division for the 2020 season, the Titans are my pick to win the uh, and uh, the AFC South is because I really liked what Tennessee did last year. I credit Mike Vrabel and that team for doing a good job in the playoffs last year. I think they're ready for the next step mm-hmm. I, I, and play at that level, I, even though that they don't have a, a sustainable quarterback for the future just yet. I think Ryan Tannehill can be good for them. I totally agree. Even though Ryan Tannehill was solid with Miami, but Miami decided to move on from him. And I think Ryan Tannehill has found a home in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, and, I think, and I think he's fully healthy again. And I think Ryan Tannehill is a guy that, that has really found himself again. Yeah, he uh, he came out of Miami um, where he was, I'd say, you know, I think he's still an average quarterback at best, but he really proved him himself last year that he got the con. He, he shouldn't have gotten that big of a contract, but the way that he played last year, the, a lot of people wanted him to – well, he wanted to stay and get the money, which he did get. Um, and obviously Derrick Henry was a big catalyst for their team, for sure. Um, so with those two back in action, A.J. Brown's now back uh, at receiving who made big strides. And um, there's only cooking down there for sure. Also, I think who's about to get paid, and I think I have no doubt in my mind that the Titans are going to make this guy the highest paid running back on the in the NFL, and in their team is Derrick Henry, the truck. Yes, sir. I, I like I like that a- analogy there, uh, Laura. <laughs> I, I call Derrick Henry the truck uh. because he looks like a fullback. But I don't care how big he is. I think Derrick Henry is just too tough to bring down right he, away. He doesn't go down without a fight, that's for sure. 
That's why I think Tennessee's going to win the division. Yeah. One of the, the key ingredients why I think they're going to win the division is the running mm-hmm. game, the receiving core. I love their defense. I love Kevin Byard, mm-hmm. who's going to be a leader of that defense. Jeffrey Simmons, when he gets healthy, I think he's going to make that line, defensive line really scary. Mm-hmm. So that's why – there's reasons why I have Tennessee winning the AFC South is because I love their offense. I love their defense. I love the coach and Mike Vrabel. And with Brian Flores down in Miami, I'll tell you why I think Brian Flores is going to be successful down in Miami. Everybody thought that the Dolphins would be tanking for Tua. And they got Tua to be their future quarterback. But down the stretch, Brian Flores made sure that the Dolphins played hard until the end. Yep. Agreed. Um so that's why everybody thought Miami, the Miami Dolphins last year were the laughing stock of the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he um, obviously he told the players that to not quit, um, even though they were trying to send a message saying that they wanted to uh, for sure. But um, obviously coming into New England that last game of the season, the regular season, um, they, they obviously with Fitzpatrick um, still being a proven veteran who is basically on every ASC's uh, team besides the Patriots. Uh, came in and threw the Dolphins down the field at the final drive um, against the defense. Oh, I remember that game. Speaking of which, I remember that game when Fitzpatrick threw the touchdown pass to Mike Gusecki, and I was like, you know what? I'm not worried. We're going we're gonna to find a way to go down the field in no time and still mm-hmm. win. Yep. I knew from there is that that game for sure, we, we had it. We just had to make some stops, and we never did. But I give, I give the Dolphins uh, some credit here. They have something cooking, and – I think Flores is a perfect hire, and uh, hopefully that hopefully you know the Patriots really dominating the uh, AFC East for so long with Brady there. Now with being wide open, uh, the Bills and and the Dolphins. Uh, I wouldn't say the Dolphins just yet, but I think in maybe years to come they will start to get more competitive. Speaking of which. Do you think Tua Tagalovoba is the Dolphins' week one starter? And I'm going to go first with that answer. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to go no. Um, just because he is coming off a uh, hip uh, injury. And I know that he declared that he's going to be fine. And, you know, he's been doing a lot of workouts and stuff. But I don't, I don't see them putting him right into the fire for week one. Um, I think they're going to give him a couple uh, – Games off to say the least, especially because Fitzy's there and he knows the offense for sure. So I'd say maybe fifth or sixth game they might take a look at Tua, unless Fitz, Fitzy gets hurt uh, in this off season or something. Um, I don't think he could lose his job he, though. Fitz, Fitz Magic could lose his job in the off season, which I think he will. Okay, I mean I wouldn't rule anything out, but I do not project Tua to start week one. I project. I pro- I project three rookie quarterbacks starting week one, and I'll tell you the names who I predict starting week one. And you could agree or disagree with me on that. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my list on who starts week one for e- of the rookie quarterback class. So number one for me is for sure Joe Burrow with the Bengals. Number two is for me is Tua Tagovailoa with Miami, and then and then and then also. From the Chargers, Justin mm-hmm. Herbert. Yeah, yep, Herbert. Um, I see Herbert getting the nod over Tyrod Taylor for sure there. So, so how many rookie quarterbacks do you think starts when the 2020 season begins? I say three. Um, I think two is just – two would have been automatically the number one pick if he didn't have all the uh, injuries. But here we are with, with this injuries kind of up in question. Uh, still, regardless of him kind of being more full health right now, I don't see it. But that's just me. I mean, I I, I, I respect your opinion, but I'm just going to go with three rookie quarterbacks starting week one, and I and I expect that to be Joe Burrow, Tua Tagalobova, and Justin Herbert. Sounds good, man. We'll have to see. We'll have to see what, who's right or not. But all in all, Miami's about a year or two away from getting back to to compete. But also – but also, I don't have the Dolphins winning the, winning our division at all. I still think the Patriots still go twelve and four and win the AFC East, and I think Buffalo in second, and they go eleven and five. Um, so I'm gonna go with the Patriots. I told you off the air before. I'm gonna go with the Patriots at nine and seven, and then the Bills at eight and eight. Um, I saw both of their schedules. That's a close race. Right I saw there. both of their schedules. Um, they both have very tough schedules. 
Um, and I think the Patriots are going to win the majority of their games here on defense like last year. Um, Brady won a good amount of the games kind of closer toward the end of the year, um, especially that last Buffalo game that I was at. Um, so, Oh, you were at the Patriots-Bills game last year when, when Brady, when they won? Yeah, I was it was the week six. It was that Saturday week sixteen yep, I game. I was there. Yep. So, um, I saw that game live. I was pretty hyped up. One of the, I, the year before, I was at the Mahomes uh, Brady forty three forty pass win. So, the last couple uh, pass games I've I've gotten the chance to be at have been pretty special. Um, but to say the least, I think that Josh Allen is average quarterback. I know getting Stephon Diggs is going to help, and I like their coach Sean McDermott. I like their defense a lot for sure. I wouldn't be shocked if the Bills take the division either. Um, but I just think if you have Bill there um, for this year, still, I, I don't see him giving it up yet. You mean you don't see Bill Belichick giving it up yet? As long as Bill Belichick's the head coach and the Patriots are mm-hmm. good hands. That's what I said. Uh, With or without Brady. Because you still got Bill Belichick Absolutely, there. yep. And also, let's talk about Another team in our division, the New York Jets. They still, I like Sam Darnold, but do you think the Jets are going to be a team that that could be a sneaky or a sleeper team, or no? No. Um, the Jets, when it comes down to it, um, they still have a lot to work on. I know they added um, offensive help at the line position, which they needed. Uh, you don't know about Le'Veon Bell. I mean, they added, they got him for a lot of money. He was hurt pretty much a lot of the year last year. And uh, I, I do – I think – I like the Denzel Mims pick. They got a receiver, probably an upgrade over Robbie Anderson. Um, but, uh, you know, I just think there's too many other good teams in the division right now, um, to say the least. And also, Joe Flacco's going to back up Sam Darnold. Yep, yep, so Darnold's another thing, too, is he didn't get a lot of offensive line help in the past. Now he has it. <clears throat> so maybe he could prove to others – that he just needs a little offensive line help and he can get himself going from there. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point you got about the Jets here. So, but I think the Jets are going to be, uh, they'll be, they'll be okay, but they're not going to be a team that's going to be a force like, like you, you alluded to mm. earlier. But although I, I hate the Jets as a Patriots fan myself, but I do like Sam mm-hmm. Donald. What's not to like about Sam Donald? But, Another question, we and, and let's also a- analyze this. Do you think Bill Belichick should win the 2020 NFL Head Coach of the Year? Is it, is it him, or do you think it's going to be Mike Vrabel? I'm not going to go with either, actually. I'm going to go with John Harbaugh. Why would you pick John Harbaugh to win it again? Coach I of the just, Year. I either have him or Andy Reid. Um, I I think Bill Belichick. I have, I have either one, either Belichick or, or Mike Vrabel winning the Coach of the Year award. I, I'll say I'll say this. I say if Bell Belichick gets at least nine to ten wins um, and brings them to the playoffs, um, I could see it. I could see it for sure. You know, the first year without Brady to prove it. Um, but if if Bill Belichick has a rough start of the year, um, especially too with COVID and the pandemic going on, you don't know if there will be a shortened season or not. Um, so that also will be pivoted, pivotal as well to, to look out for. And so the fact is, depending on how many games there are, um, you know, Bill's going to have to uh, really lead the charge. But, you know, Bill uh, is always the mastermind for things to come. So I wouldn't be shocked if he's his coach of the year, but I'm going to go with Andy Reid or John Harbaugh. That's not bad picks at all. I mean, I've always liked John Harbaugh as a, as a head coach. I think John Harbaugh – knows how to make the Ravens good. The Ravens have always been a great team. And speaking of the Ravens, the Ravens are still my pick to win the at AFC North, despite what Cleveland did, because you know Cleveland has the bet. They're the greatest team on paper. That's what I say about the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, um, the Browns. Uh, the greatest team on paper. They got rid of Freddie Kitch- Kitchens, which is a big, big reason why they struggled last year with this decision. Do you agree with that saying about the Cleveland Browns? They're the greatest team on. They have paper. a pretty solid team. Uh, they also they added Austin Hooper. Um, they have Kareem Hunt back. Um, Baker Mayfield is going through another year under his belt. LBJ, Jarvis Landry. So they have they have uh, they have something cooking there in Cleveland. They- 
I like Nick I Chubb. I like Nick Chubb, too. So they have a lot of uh, different pieces that Baker can work with. He just has to show it on the field. Absolutely. He has Case Keenum as a backup quarterback, but I call the Cleveland Browns the greatest team on paper, just like the Rams' greatest show on surfing. Uh-huh. Just because look at their offense. Look at the op- the weapons that Baker Mayfield had. Do I think this is a make or break year for Baker Mayfield? I'm going to say no. I'm going to I'm going to say no either. People say that people say it is. But but Baker I still I still like Baker. Though. I do too. I, I think I just think he needs the right coach and I I was thinking maybe they can get Lincoln Riley who coached with them at Oklahoma, but they didn't decide to do, go that route. Let's also talk about some teams that could really be exciting to watch this year. I'm also on the Joe Burrow hype train with the Bengals. Okay. Uh, I I think that, that Burrow, you know, as a first-round pick, you know, all, everything what he did in college is great. Just has to show um, for a culture that needs a different type of culture. That's what they've been struggling is their culture um, down since they, they got T. Higgins, which was a great pick um, for receiving core especially with the status of injuries with A.J. Green. Tyler Boyd's an up-and-coming receiver as well. Um, And uh, defense, um, I think, is what the Bengals had to work on, but they got a lot of off-season help at at defense. So I can see them being, I'd say, a 6-7 win team this year. I could say a little higher than 6-7 or wins because of Joe Burrow there. I think to start off, I would say 9-7. and just because the hype is around mm-hmm. Joe Burrow. And now let's talk about another team that I'm also, I think is going to be fun to watch. And that is the Arizona Cardinals with former Patriot backup quarterback, Cliff Kingsbury. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cardinals have Cardinals have now Deandre Hopkins. Um, Kyle, and they yep, just went Kyle for it. Murray is back. Um, and Kyler Murray gets to have now Hopkins, uh, Christian Kirk, who's been there. Uh, Andy Isabella, who is another, I've been coming uh, receiver. They got rid of David Johnson, but he kind of was at the end of his, uh, you know, time with injuries and stuff. But Kenyon Drake was a great pickup last year, but running back. Um, and uh, yeah, I like Kingsbury a lot. Cliff Kingsbury, uh, head coach. Um, their defense is pretty solid still. So I could see them, uh, I could see them making some uh, noise this year. Yeah, I mean, if you look at it, Cliff Kingsbury was was the head coach at Texas Texas Tech. He actually knew uh, what he coached Patrick Mahomes, and he also coached mm-hmm. Kyler Murray. Absolutely. So I think I I, I really I really think Cliff Kingsbury is a he good is. coach. I agree. And then also another team that I'm still excited about, even though that this team came off a, a tough Super Bowl loss. What I'm saying is that to the Chiefs is my boy Jimmy Garoppolo and what he's doing in oh, San yeah. Francisco. Plus, <laughs> um, San Fran is uh, going to be a team to watch out for for years to come. Um, they still have a great, um, you know, Kyle Shanahan has obviously had some hiccups in the Super Bowl with his decision calling and stuff like that, but um, he's back. He's done a lot of good things. George Kittle's one of the best tight ends in the league, a freaking stud. Uh, uh, they lost Emmanuel Sanders um, at receiving, but um, they rely a lot on their offensive line. They got uh, Trent Williams for the left tackle, which I liked a lot. Um, their running game is really going to be solid um, again. So their defense is obviously going to be good again. Got Nick Posa back, and uh, I like their team. Let's talk about another team that you and I are also excited about heading into 2020. Another team. That is going to be so much fun to watch. I'm excited about this team. The team out in the Rocky Mountains, the Denver Broncos, and I am so excited about Drew Locke and his golden Yeah, arm. Drew Locke is uh, coming back for another year, and uh, he got uh, some key guys in the draft that receiving uh, that John Nellie decided to choose. Jerry Judy uh, with his first pick. He's, a, he's going to be one of the best uh, route runners in the league. I forgot to mention for the Cardinals that CD Lamb, uh, not CD Lamb, uh, the Dallas Cowboys. CD Lamb's, CD Lamb's with the Cowboys, and I think the Cowboys are going to win. The, the Cowboys are going to. Cowboys should be a lot of fun. Um, on that. Uh, they should, man. 
They got to pay Dak Prescott, though, but let's go back to Denver first yeah. before we get so, to Dallas. Drew uh, Locke is there um, with Jerry Judy. They also got a speedster and KJ Hamler. So two speed speedsters. Um, they also got Noah Font, who's an upcoming tight end. So they got Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay in their backfields. They added some uh, guys in their defense like Jarrell Casey. Um, so they could be an interesting team this year, but they also have to be in the same division. That's one of the best teams in the league in the uh, Chiefs and the Chargers. Uh, what were you saying uh, again? The, the Broncos are going to be an interesting team. But they have the Chiefs and the Chargers um, to, you know, be up against still. Yeah, absolutely. And then let's also talk about the other team that I'm excited about. I think them and the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFC East are going to be battling out for that title. But I think Dallas has the better roster. And I think they're going to win that division. I, I, think by I also like the higher Matt McCarthy. Um, I think Jason Garrett's time is just pretty much done there. And uh, Dak Prescott. Not a huge Dak guy, but now you have Ezekiel Elliott back. You have Michael Gallup, Mari Cooper, and now CeeDee Lamb. Uh, I just can't say, you know, good things about what what they can have in terms of weapons around Dak Prescott to make him successful this year. Um, and uh, we'll have to see about his contract and they pay him. Yeah, they're going to have to wait and see what the contract holds there. That's for sure. So, with that being said, uh, also, do you think in the NFC, do so you think Philly and Dallas will be good? But I just kind of think Dallas is the better team Philly, in that division. I still think that Prescott's going to be very uh, good. Philly has questions at quarter at quarterback. I mean, Carson Wentz hasn't been healthy for a long time. And now they got Jalen Hurts, which is a decent draft pick. Um, but I love Zach Ertz, like tight end. He's been solid there. But um, they, when it comes to the playoffs, you know, besides the Super Bowls, uh, the Super Bowl win against the Patriots. Um, they obviously had to go against uh, better teams uh, that usually take care of them. Um, Doug Peterson's been a good coach, um, but uh, they're in a pretty uh, big uh, division with the Cowboys still there. All right. All right. So with that being said, uh, next week on our show, we're going to talk about uh, – Let's let's have some fun next week. We'll talk about our position rankings heading into the 2020 NFL season, and also we'll talk about more on uh, more about the Patriots and much more. So Ben, good to, good good to have you here, and I uh, look forward to the to uh, having more shows with you in the future. And also next, and I'll thank talk you, to you Laura, next Tuesday. for uh, the first episode tonight. I'd like to appreciate you uh, asking me to join your podcast. Looking forward to many more uh, shows for for. Uh, for time for time to come and uh looking forward to next week and uh you know if you need me if you need anything uh before next week you can always shoot me a text um give talk give some topics to each other before next week and uh have a good night man yeah have a good night